Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then, Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now, Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, survivors, to Survival Jobs, a podcast in collaboration with Broadway World. I am Jason A. Coombs, and this is my lovely, beautiful, mega-talented superstar co-host, Samantha Don Titzolo. Jason, that yeah, was quite great. the intro. It's a good one. It's a true one. Wow. I love when you gas me up. Hey. I was listening Everybody to one deserves. of our old episodes this week. Which one? And you kept saying... We kept saying, like, we're, you're gassing me up. And I was like, guys, um, I love this new thing we're that saying. Was, that was our boy. Um, oh, Hunter. my gosh. No, Hunter. Chris. Yeah. Hunter. Hunter. No? Well, well, because I was listening to old episodes to try to get a what quote to try to, like, jazz up the Instagram. What? This pillow. Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, what is happening? Um, yeah. I was trying to jazz up the Instagram for the week that we didn't have an episode. And so I was looking for quotes. So I did all this work and I never posted anything. So oh, that's okay. Sorry, everyone. What's your temperature yeah. check? Ooh, I am, I am, you know, I am feeling hopeful. We had, uh, we voted yesterday. Well, I don't know if we voted, but I voted yesterday. <laughs> Can't speak for everyone. Um, and you know, it, we were. I think people were nervous about this "quote unquote" red wave, and it didn't happen. So while it wasn't like the perfect outcome, and they're still tallying a bunch of stuff, it could have been way worse. And actually, I heard something. I don't have any facts in front of me because I wasn't planning on talking about this much. But um, this midterm was like the least, um, like so far, based on you know. Um, like um, seats in, in the house being lost and, and and Senate seats being lost. It's like the least in literally like over a decade. Um, so it's a great thing for Biden. And it's a great thing That's that, great. you know, people are getting off the MAGA train, at least we hope. <laughs> I mean, yeah, don't sleep on it, but it's looking good. Yeah, it's um, way better. I... What about you? What's your, mag- what's your, what's, what's, what's what's your, your MAGA ma- train? <laughs> what is your... <laughs> Oh, Samantha's not crazy. on the MAGA train. I was going to say, no, what is your temperature check? Don't spread fake news about me, Jason. I would never. I would never. This podcast um, wouldn't be happening. if. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, my temperature check is I'm good. I've been really busy in like such a good way. Uh, yeah. The best way possible. Um, I have a couple of things to talk about, and I will fly through them super quick. Yeah. Number one, 
I pick, I, I started picking up background work again because mm. here's why I work remote. A lot of times on background, you're sitting around a lot of the days. So there's like time to multitask. And also it's like a good way to just get inspired again. And like, you know, get some motivation back to just be like in it, even though, you know, mm. you're in the background, you're on set. Like it's a great way. So I did um, work on the blacklist yesterday. I had a great time. I walked yes. in, I got upgraded to a secret agent. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It was like a quick day. I worked the whole time except for when I was standing, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it was good. And I'm feeling like happy. And so that's a survival job, you know, and we've talked about doing background yeah an earlier episode. So it, I just feel grateful for, for my survival job, my main survival job. Ultimately I have flexibility to do other things, which is, which is great. Great. Yeah. Second thing I need to talk about, not want to talk about need to talk about. I saw parade at city center on Saturday evening. By Michaela diamond and Ben Platt. Ben Platt and also former pot, former survival jobs guest Douglas Lyons. Yes, Douglas. Also in it. Um, when I tell you I got into this theater by the skin of my teeth, a friend of mine had an extra ticket. Her husband was sick. She was like, Do you want to come? And I said, What do you mean? Immediately, yes. Immediately, yes. I am so sad that this production is done and I can't scream it from the rooftops mm. to tell everyone to go. Theater. I will cry. Theater has not done this to me in such a long time. I love theater and I, I love the way it makes you feel. But what this production did to me, I don't even have the words, Jason. I mean, if you don't know the story that. that Parade is based off of, please look it up. Um, Leo Frank, I'm not going to get into it. Y'all can Google it if you don't know. I've known the music, you know, for so many years because it's like Jason Robert Brown. It's musical theater. Like I've known the hits, but I've never seen the production. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hits are great. And I've never seen the production. And my God, it is gut-wrenching. And these were iconic performances. So I'm praying to the Broadway gods every day that they get a Broadway theater and that they transfer don't know if that's in the cards. Don't know. But I'm just telling it here on Survival Job so that I'm manifesting that it happens. If anybody's listening and they have the power to give this production a Broadway house, let's go. Michaela Diamond was absolutely Michaela Diamond, Michaela Diamond, Michaela Diamond. Let's just keep saying her name. Everybody was incredible. Everybody was. But let me tell you something. She's like 23 or 24 and my god the vocals the acting the beats the stage presence all of it i was like <gasps> you were so, living i living. love that living so <laughs> i'm feeling like so i guess my temperature check after all of that rambling is i'm feeling good and motivated <laughs> good and i love really that good. production of parade <laughs> good good oh i mean i can't see it but you know hopefully They'll bring it to maybe Broadway, like you said. It'll go to Broadway. Yeah, that'll be and freaking fantastic. Yeah, it was Sorry. amazing. Right here, Ziggy. my dog. You heard him, right? Ziggy he's wants to be on so the podcast. Annoying. He's, oh boy. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> oh, Ziggy, Ziggy. Uh, I would show him, but he's being so annoying over there. <laughs> For people who are watching the video, he's like on the floor in the corner. He Crying. wants to get out of the room, but he wants to get in the room literally five minutes before we started. Uh, anyway. <laughs> Do you have any um, 
anything you're watching, any art that's made um, you feel like the way Parade made me feel? Well, I'm watching White Lotus season two, which is, I mean, if you know anything about White Lotus, it's so well written. It won a bunch of Emmys last year. Um, I, I can't like recommend it enough. Uh, it's um, it's an anthology season, so like every season's like in a different. Because White Lotus is a hotel in this in this world. It's like a hotel chain, like a very very exclusive rich people hotel. And uh, the first season was set in Hawaii. Oh, I just hit the mic. Sorry, I'm gonna say that again. The first season was set in Hawaii. Second season is set in Italy. So it's gorgeous, it's beautiful, and it's like one of my favorite genres. It's rich white people fucking shit up, and I live for that. That's why I love Succession. I like I white... wait for Succession. <laughs> so uh, I definitely recommend it. Jennifer Coolidge, she steals every every scene. You look so pink. Sure. Guess who I am? Uh... Watch, watch. Peppa Pig. I'm Monica Vitti. Monica Vitti is dead, but yes. Every, every scene, uh, the whole cast is fantastic. Theo James is so delicious, y'all. Oh my God. Anyway, um, that's what I'm watching. But I, I just also wanted to say, or did you have something you wanted to share besides Parade? No? Okay. I didn't want to cut you off. No, I've just um, been literally listening to every single Parade YouTube video <laughs> I can find. Um, I love that. I've liter I'm literally like a little bit of a psycho right now. <laughs> no, it's you're passionate. Uh, and I apologize again because Ziggy is scratching the door like a maniac. But um, okay, there's one thing that I wanted to make sure I said on on our, our show, which I also said on my radio show this week also, but I thought it hurt to acknowledge it twice. Uh, November is Native American History Month. So um, I wanted to just share some facts for like three minutes, if you guys give me three minutes of time to share this, because uh, it's important. And I think that... Um, you know, we need to spot, spotlight other uh, marginalized groups. So um, with that said, I want to share some information, some statistics about Native American women from the U.S. Department of Interior Indian Affairs. And I'm going to read this from their website. So, yeah, uh, for decades, Native American and Alaska Native communities have struggled with high rates of assault, abduction and murder of women. Community advocates describe the crisis as a legacy of generations of government policies of forced removal, land seizures, and violence inflicted on Native people. A 2016 study by the National Institute of Justice found that more than four in five American Indian and Alaska Native women, which is 84.3%, have experienced violence in their lifetime, including 56.1% who have experienced sexual violence, y'all. So I wanted to just, you know, it's November, it's like going to be Thanksgiving, whatever. Um, just want to give three ways that we can just uh, acknowledge our Native American brothers and sisters out there. Like first was to find out lands that you're on. Like we all know, like they were here first and everywhere in this country, there was originally Native lands. Sorry, Ziggy, stop. Um, so if you go to this website called native-land.ca, it's like an interactive map and you can put your address and you can see what was the native tribe or community that was there before colonizers came and took it over. Um, and then try to get involved with issues that affect indigenous people. Like I try to, and I'm not perfect, obviously, but I try to follow some like Native American accounts and I try to like, because I don't know much about that community, unfortunately, like, unfortunately. And even though there is like, of course, Connecticut is on native land as well. I feel like I never had as many Native American like fellow students in my classes and whatnot. So I'm learning much like everybody else. So, you know, I try to follow some accounts and I try to like read up about this stuff because it's really, really important. 
And the last thing I'll just say, because I know I'm on a tangent, uh, is just to support and amplify the amplify the work of Indigenous creatives. So, like, you know, try to watch some shows, try to read some plays, try to read some books by Native American writers and, and actors and musicians, because you never know what you're missing and you'll learn something. And we all want to learn something. We all want to be more open-minded and more diverse in our experiences and learn about other people's cultures. So that's my rant and I'll shut up. Sorry, Samantha. You don't need to Thank shut you. up. Thank you so much for, <laughs> I don't know if this is ignorant of me. I did not know that it was the month. Oh yeah. Yeah. So well, I always thank you for for you know sharing sharing facts and and things that people might not know that are that are very important. So you're the bomb. Oh, no problem. I just was listening to a podcast a couple months ago, and I heard that statistic, and I was like, I can't believe eighty percent of what like that's insane. Yeah. You know, I, and I heard that they're like the highest, they're the highest rate of like sexual violence and, and violence. So, so I'm like. And they're such a smaller community than like other uh, marginalized groups. I, would, I just was blown away by that. And I yeah. had to share that with everybody. So please, y'all, just look into it. Well, thank you for sharing <sighs> that day. Thank you. Could we transition okay. and, and tell everybody about our guest for today? Let's I'm going to show everybody this little fucker right here. Zim yeah, because he's being so annoying. <laughs> he just wants to be, he really wants to be on the show. Unfortunately, we don't think he's qualified <laughs> to be a guest. Not but yet. maybe he'll continue to go to EPAs and in a few years <laughs> he'll book the show. You know? Yeah. You know Ziggy's two now? <laughs> what? Just, yeah. He For everyone who's recently. just listening, maybe you're a new listener, <laughs> maybe you're not watching this video. Ziggy is Jason's dog. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's who we're talking about. And he's his dog technically. But... I mean, he could book like the dog in Legally Blonde. What's he's so cute name? though. What's that dog's name in Legally Blonde? Oh, I don't remember the dog's name, but that's Brewster? also Jennifer Coolidge. I think so, yeah. I that's Jennifer Coolidge. Isn't that Jennifer Coolidge? Is yeah, also in that movie? In the movie. But Bring it back, full book, circle. They will book the revival of Legally Blonde. Let's <laughs> tell everyone about Corey. Oh my gosh, yes. We have to talk about Corey. Uh, let's Speaking do it. guests. <laughs> well, Corey. Of the show. Yeah. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah, tell everybody the connection. Well, I was going to say, we used to work at the Highline Ballroom, where like every quarter or so, there was this show called Broadway Sings that was, uh, you know, started by Corey Mock, who's our guest today. And they basically would take like a pop star or like uh, any kind of like musician that's well known, like a Whitney or an Adele, uh, um, a Pink, uh, a Beyonce, you know, Rihanna, and they would do Broadway sings like their music and they would put like a different spin on it and they would get really cool Broadway stars to come and to perform. And it's awesome. I always had a good time. Always want to work those shows. And I always, I always did kind of. So I would always, uh, see Corey running around, you know, on the day of the show. <laughs> uh, so when you, when you said, Oh, we should get him. I was like, Oh, I have his email because I had to email some stuff for him a couple of times. I should get in contact with him too, but you did it first, which was great. And then I don't think he remembered me until we brought it up on the chat. And he's and like, he Oh yeah. yeah. He's like, I never knew your name, but <laughs> I was like, yeah. And <laughs> You're then, busy. yeah. It's so funny. Like fast forward, literally eight years later. I, I mean, yeah. I say eight, but I don't think, you haven't worked at Highline in a long time. Well, yeah. Well, Six. Highline closed in 2019, so. Well, okay. So yeah. maybe not eight, but a long, a lot of years. So <laughs> it feels like it forward, like And here we all are together on Survival Jobs, a podcast. Yeah. Um, I really love this episode because, you know, each episode we learn about artists' survival jobs and we learn different kinds you can have to, like, 
figure it out in between gigs and by him creating this show and and I don't want to spoil everything you guys will hear him talk about it his show Broadway Sings his, his series mm-hmm. his concert he you know essentially created a survival job for himself in between gigs and I think it's awesome and always good to learn new forms of survival jobs to have you guys don't Ooh. have to we don't have to all be like slinging margaritas and bars yeah. Nothing wrong with that. And I love a margarita. Nothing wrong with that. Can I add one more thing to that? It yes. connects. Um, so my friend Sarah is producing a cabaret this weekend. It's on Sunday, November 13th. So anybody's in the in the area of Bridgeport, it's part of the Bridgeport Art Trail. Come check it out. It's 830 at the Bijou Theater, one of the most beautiful theaters in the country. It's one of the oldest, like the third oldest uh, theater. But I was telling her that, um, you know, Broadway sings, like these people... They, they get these people, they don't rehearse much. You know, they get the music in advance. They have like, what, one rehearsal, I think he said, and they do it. So I was like telling her like, don't worry. Like, you know, like you got this year. She's a, a mu- amazing musician and musical director. And she was a little bit nervous, but I was like, hey, if Broadway Sings can do it in, in one rehearsal, you could do it in four. So relax. Boom. So, boom. So thank you, back. Corey Ma. Thank you to Broadway <laughs> yes. Sings. Shout out to Sarah. For sure. All right, let's do his bio. Yes, I'll kick it off. Sure. Okay, Corey Mock. Oh, before we say the bio, I just want to say, Jason, I think we're like a little obsessed with Merrily We Roll Along because Corey is now our second guest <laughs> from that production and in it hasn't even opened yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're excited about it. We want to talk about it. Okay, currently, Corey is in Merrily We Roll Along at New York Theater Workshop. Some of his Broadway credits include Kinky Boots, Hands on a Hard Boy, Godspell, some National tours include Wicked, Flashdance, and Rent. Yes, off-Broadway credits include Invisible Thread at Second Stage, Chick Six at La Mama. Some of his regional premieres include Waitress at ART, excuse me, Mystic Pizza at the, wow, do you know how to say this, Samantha? I can't say it. Agonquit Playhouse? Oh, Agonquit. The Agonquit Playhouse. Yeah. Playhouse. Excuse really me, y'all. The Agonquit Playhouse, by the way. Yes. Lobster pizza. I had lobster pizza when I went there once. Sorry to sidetrack. And it was one of the best things I've ever eaten in my life. Continue. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mystic Pizza at Agonquit Playhouse. Mrs. Miller Does Her Thing at Signature, directed by James Lapine. Tim Rice's From Here to Eternity. And on TV, he's been on Uncoupled, FBI, The Blacklist, and Last but not least, Corey is also the producer and the creator of the concert series, Broadway Sings. Which we are mega fans of. He'll shout out yeah. his next, the next Broadway Sings, but we'll also keep the link. Is it mm-hmm. the fifth? Uh, yep. So everyone should go see it, but he'll tell you more about it. Enjoy mm-hmm. the episode, you guys. Enjoy. Thank you all. Corey, hi. Welcome to Survival of the Podcast. Hey y'all, I can already tell this is going to be a blast. I hope so. so. You know, we're recording from the past, so today is Halloween. It's not going to be Halloween when everybody listens to this, but, you know, I'm 32 years old and I'm having a recovery today from a weekend of Halloween. Like, when do you think we'll grow up? And by will, I mean myself. (laughs) No, and me too. You know, I, I usually fully celebrate Halloween. I've never not dressed up. I think this is the first year I haven't. Are you too busy? We are deep in rehearsals right now, and it is cray cray. Um, and a little production. Just as a as a working actor, it's it's pretty hard to uh, to keep up like the Halloween thing because you like my life. It's one of my favorite holidays, and I I 
I go full out on my Halloween costumes. I, I truly do. What was one of your favorite ones? Throwing a curveball in here, Sam. What what ages um, listen to this podcast? Oh. <laughs> it's, it's kind of an R going in. Yeah, yeah we you going can in. Go no R rated. <laughs> I can say it. Yes. Yeah. In college, I dressed up um, as the cup of two girls, one cup with my two friends. <laughs> that is so good. It as the I, cup. I will, as the cup, I will send you pictures. We had like this peanut butter banana mixture that we carried around that we like smeared all over everybody and we would eat it because it was fully edible so we would like i'm dying just all over it was that's probably one of my favorites like we i go full out with halloween i love that is so good Mm -hmm. please send the photos so we can maybe cut to it yeah, no, I'll all over photos. Broadway world. Yeah, <laughs> this year we replaced the costumes with the with the pumpkin carving. We we really went all out in the pumpkin carving, maybe more so than I ever have. And they're in our front little stoop, and it's super cute. And there, I love that. Every ten minutes, somebody stops and takes a picture. It's like it makes me so happy. Iconic. Well, congrats yeah, on the pumpkin. Iconic. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> um, but thank you so much for being here. I completely sure. went off topic to talk about my tiredness, but we're so <laughs> so grateful. We know you're so busy, knee deep in rehearsals for Merrily We Roll Along. We just had your castmate Evan Smith on, so we love oh, the show. Yeah. And we know you're busy, so we're so happy. Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> thanks for having me. All good. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for making time. And like we were saying before we started recording, we actually, I'm not sure if Samantha has ever met you because you worked at Highline too, but I, I feel like- I think I was out before this all started. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you used to do your show, Broadway Sings at the Highline Ballroom, where that was my survival job as the door host. Yeah, and that <laughs> was my survival job, job, technically. Yes, well, it's like your business, your survival business, right? Because you were like the creator It has of turned it. into that, yes. Yes, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so- before we start, I guess, let's jump into the first question. Like, what do you think defines a survival job? Which is kind of a tough question for some people. Sure. What do I think? Um, I think I think a survival job is <laughs> a job <laughs> that you don't necessarily like or want to do. And it pays the bills. Um, yeah. or, else, <laughs> or else it would just be a job. But I yeah. guess, do people hate their normal job? Sometimes, you know, I, mm. I, I wonder, you know, we only really use survival job, that term in the entertainment business, you know, right? you, you don't hear that term outside of, um, outside of the entertainment business. I wonder if that's because people just grow up to not really love what they do. Unlike yeah. us, you know, yeah. if you're lucky, I guess, if if you're like us, you know. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think that's why we sort of inserted that question into the interview, yeah. because they feel like every guest or every person that comes on, which is every guest, has a different, <laughs> you know, idea of what survival job means or the definition behind that or like the stigma around it. So we just love yeah. to see what, what people say about it. I mean, I think it's called survival for a reason, right? Survival job. It's the job that you have to do in order to survive. So I think that implies by the survive of it all that it's the job that brings the money in. Yeah, I feel like a lot of other a lot of other like career paths. It's much uh, I don't want to say easier, but 
like, come on, it's a little bit easier. Like, if you want to be a doctor, you like have the steps, right, to become a doctor. But to be exactly. an artist, it's not always like everybody's journey is different, as we always say on the show, and as we all know. Sure. So it's like you just know you don't know like how to get. It's like not very clear how to get to where you want to be. It's not like a clean line like some other places are. Other, Absolutely. Other jobs are. Yeah, like yeah, I agree. Yeah, like doctor. being a doctor, <laughs> like anything else, and you'll learn everything you need to know. <laughs> so I know we spoke a little bit before about maybe you haven't had like your stereotypical survival jobs, but do you have a survival job that you've had along your journey that maybe is your favorite that has positively impacted where you are in your artistic career now? Yes. Um, no, <laughs> is the answer <laughs> to that. Um, but I will talk you through my journey a bit. And when y'all reached out, I um i was just uh i almost said i'm not the right candidate for this because i'm going to be that person and say that in new york i have never had a survival job or what people call a survival job oh, wow i've had a few jobs before i moved to the city which i would love to talk about because they're hilarious but once <laughs> i moved to the city within five days i was cast in wicked which 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 oh, allowed me to pay off all of my student debt and moved to New York with, uh, it was a tour and moved to New York with, with like a really solid chunk of change um, that whenever I wasn't working for, you know, six, eight months in between jobs, I was able to kind of use that and it never really ran out. So if you're looking for advice Fire. for how to move to New York, just book, you know, <laughs> a first national production tour and then, uh, <laughs> and then, and then make your way. I know it's That's stupid. The steps, I guess. <laughs> I feel idiotic for saying saying it, and it's no, it's it, amazing. It, thank you, thanks. So, um, but when I was growing up and in college, I had two hilarious jobs because I knew I was moving to New York by the time I was a freshman or a sophomore. So I I was trying to save. I think, what did they say back then? This was in like 2008 that you should move to New York with $7,000 in your pocket. Which is like nothing now. <laughs> Which, I know, that's like two months of rent. <laughs> it's like great. Yeah. Um, but you can't eat. <laughs> it's just rent. You can't eat. Um, uh, so I worked at Abercrombie & Fitch, which is I feel like everyone listening to this hates me already. And then I have to just say, <laughs> I'm throwing out terms like working actor and like wicked national tour. And then I have to say, <laughs> I worked at Abercrombie and Fitch. You said um, Abercrombie and Fitch and I can smell it. Like I, I smell can it. Smell, yeah. it. <laughs> smell the fierce. I was just talking about this yesterday. Um, the fierce cologne, which is fierce and it still holds up. Honestly, someone was wearing it at the gym the other day. And I was like, are you wearing fierce? And he, he was kind of embarrassed, <laughs> but yeah, he was fully wearing it. I'm like, okay, work. That it's all good with me. It smells great. Yeah. It smells great. Worked at Abraham Fitch for about a year. And I love doing the, I love doing the cashier because I liked being on a device, I guess, rather than mm. really walking around and folding clothes. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. Like asking and, people if they need help. Exactly. Like I'm just looking. No, I don't yes. think you did that, at Abercrombie. Right? You weren't supposed to ask people if they wanted help, <laughs> right? Was that the uh, thing? Right. <laughs> he was like to stand around and like. I know, right? 
walk um, away from the customers. I know. I walk watched away. a documentary. I watched a documentary about it. Yes. Oh, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. I really connected to that. Um, yeah. And then I was a music minister at a church for two Whoa. years of college. So I would do between four and six masses a week, most occurring on Saturdays and Sundays at like a Catholic church. Um, oh. And I would be the only one there. So, you know, someone would open the church, you know, a, a janitor or something, and then there would be the priests and the ushers, and then it would be just me doing the music. So they trained me to kind of take over this job to the point where I was the only one there doing all the music for the entire mass for an hour long mass. So I would do wow. piano and I would play accompany myself on the piano, sing, and I didn't know how to play the organ and there was no time to learn so the, i played a keyboard with an organ setting hilarious <laughs> and it was the kind of church where you could see the music section so like everybody knew i was playing the org like the keyboard with the organ setting because there was an organ <laughs> next to the keyboard but honestly it sounded just like an organ yeah um, right. <laughs> so that was my job for two years which was like you know that new york money that beer money it was just like that extra little bump um, and it was good pay too. It was like, it was really good pay. I would do funerals and I would do weddings, mm. which was name your own price. So oh, I would have a, a meeting with the bride and groom and they, and I would talk through what my price was and I could go really as high as they, as I wanted, because, you know, that's like a, a huge chunk of your budget, you know? So that was You're like the, the weddings. Were awesome. Okay. <laughs> I know. No, I think I did like eight. I think it was like eight hundred dollars, which is a steal, yeah. to be honest, for all the music. A couple of hours. Not yeah, even. because I would like I would cultivate all the music, too. And I would get all the sheet music to the songs they wanted, sometimes bring in a singer. But this one day. I will never forget it out of all the days of my life. Um, and I tell the story often because it's so utterly embarrassing. Oh, no. I was awoken at. 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning in my house where I lived in college by a bride's father saying that I was late oh. to the wedding. It would the we the wedding should have already started. It was like 11:05 when he called me. I am and he called me and I lived about 20 minutes away and oh. I had to get dressed and pick up the singer. <gasps> mm-hmm. Wait, did you just forget? Or were you like I thought they, they had changed <laughs> the time of the wedding to an hour later, or like maybe uh, two hours yeah, later. Yeah, yeah. And I had set my alarm for the original time. <gasps> and I, you know, put all my clothes on as fast as I could, just like the remnants of a tie tying, and just barreled out the door, picked up the singer, and I I the church is basically. Uh, on the same road, but 20 minutes away. And I ran through every, I will never forget. I ran through every red light. I just, I just went, I went, I was so scared and I was sad that I had made this like really stupid error. And I was just really embarrassed and I showed up. And the thing about that church is that you have to walk down the aisle to get to the music area. <laughs> so everyone was already seated. No. no. So, and they obviously knew that they were waiting on me. Yeah. Um, so, the, you know, they were they... waiting for me and I walked in and went straight to the piano and just started. 
and I went up to them afterwards and I, I profusely apologized. I was so embarrassed. And I, I told them that they didn't have to pay me. Yeah. So I just, um, Yikes. we got a free, we got, a, we got free music out of it, but that bride, I wish I could talk to her now. <laughs> I have I wonder like who it is, right? an immense amount of anxiety from that story, but yeah, Hey, you know man. what? You'll never do it Why again. Don't... You'll never make that mistake again. I bet no. you check your alarms and oh your email. I do. And it's seriously all from that day. It's so messed but up. Like, why did they wait till after the wedding started to call you? Like, I, feel I know. Like I'm like, I know. Be like, hey, where are you? <laughs> I know. Like 10 minutes before. Yeah. An hour before. I feel like, like they may have. Music? <laughs> I feel like they were trying to get a hold of me because I don't think they had my number. I think they were trying to find oh, my number. Because we had only talked over email and in person. Um. Yeah, really embarrassing. Hey, you know wow. what? It happens. They probably had to make an announcement <laughs> to everyone like, hey, the musician is late. The bride is like not standing this wedding up. She's here. Because, you know, that would probably be everyone's first thought. Like the bride mm -hmm. is running. She should be a little late, though. Totally. Come on, bride. Why are you on time? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, and looking at the bride's side, I feel like they, you know, that's something that they're going to remember forever. You know? You yeah. know it what? A, you did. It was a cool like just dumb situation you know they probably tell the story as well so yeah exactly something it's it. a story to tell it's a yeah. story to tell that's it um wow so yeah so <laughs> i i moved to new york in 2010 and you know did that you know wicked job really quick but then I came back um and i did gospel on broadway i jumped into that auditioning for that on the Wicked tour, going back and forth to New York, oh, wow. trying to see if I could be in Godspell. And, but then once that show closed, I was like, okay, now I have to, now, you know, it's getting real. Um, that was in mm. 2012, after a year of Wicked, a year of Godspell. So I, um, <clears throat> I signed up to be, you've probably heard this on this podcast before, but do you know what Little Maestros is? No, no, I'm sorry. Okay, Little Maestros <laughs> is this bougie um, music class on the Upper East Side uh, that essentially just gathers a bunch of children in a room and sings songs to them with a full like live band. So like there's oh, drums, guitar, bass, piano, and it's like uh, it's like Barney, but like live with live music. Oh wow! Barney live. Barney live, essentially. Yes, mm. not using so any you... of the Barney songs, but they have their own songs, and they wrote their own songs for this like live class, essentially. So um, I learned to play piano at a very early age, so I knew that that would be my in for a survival job. I, I would I would refuse to do anything else because I have. A, a pretty great ability to play the piano, um, which is where that like the music minister came from. And uh, I'm auditioning. I'm an audition coach now. So that's that's the thing where I can play at the same time while I'm coaching, which is really course, helpful yeah. for students who don't want to pay for the extra expense of right. Um, But at that time, I was like, how can I use my, you know, my piano skills to make some money? And that was it. So uh, they they do this thing called a, a dress rehearsal there, which 
basically you run the whole show through with people who already know what they're doing for no kids. Um, and it's just like a run through of the show to see if you're like ready to go. And I passed that. And then the next day I booked a job. So I never, oh even did. <laughs> so I never even did a class, which is why when, when you guys were like, tell me your survival job, it's that job. <laughs> but it's you never did it. Goes, but I never actually did it with kids, but I did the so day close. with the, with the band. So have you ever played the lottery? Because it sounds like you've been pretty yeah. lucky throughout the years. Right? Tonight, the Powerball is a billion dollars. Yeah. So Tonight? I'm encouraging you. Tonight. Yeah. No one's been winning. So I'm encouraging you to buy a ticket. Nobody. Uh -huh. Yeah. I think you should. I'm going to today. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> going that. to. You were like, thank you guys so much for the training and the interview process, but I'm out. I'm out. I'm <laughs> what, what did you book? What job did you book? The Flashdance National Tour. Fun. Back on tour. What a feeling. It was <laughs> it was fun. What a feeling. It was fun. Yeah. It was one of the it was it was very fun. Yeah. yeah. Great cast, like dumb, fun show. And totally. yeah, it was there for like eight months. What was the best part of what's the best part of being on tour? Um the travel of it all. The seeing places. yeah i have one more state to visit and that's all because of tour that's amazing um, i've done yeah. three tours and they've each lasted between like 10 months and a year so i've really I've, I've been to you know all the major cities in the united states that's definitely the best part of being on tour uh, you know um if you're in a show that allows you to go out after just seeing the nightlife in every city is a blast which I I've been thinking of people who are on tour now like with the COVID of it all yeah. and that can't be fun. You know, that yeah. the best part is, you know, during the day, seeing the museums and going to all the restaurants that are recommended to you by like the local crew and the bars yeah. after and like the gay bars and just, just having a blast in this new city where you don't know anyone. So you can be dumb. Yeah. yeah. Where in That's New York like you go out and you have to be like buttoned up and you know you have to be you have to like have a you know you have to you have to be a good boy. You have yeah. to be yeah. or you wake up the next morning and you're like, hey, like sorry if I like, Yeah, but in a, in a city like you know, Madison, Wisconsin, you, <laughs> you there, you know, there are very little yeah. consequences correct yeah. and then you're just leaving you're like goodbye i'm out yeah, of here peace. probably never coming back <laughs> never again. never will see these, these yeah. people again yeah. absolutely thank you we so have, much yeah i'm guessing um, the wait sam before you go for your next one i just gotta know yeah. what's the one state you haven't been to alaska I, oh makes sense all yeah. right let's go wow. Jason, book the tickets and we're taking next them. year. Corey has to book the tickets after he wins the, the Powerball tonight. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to do Alaska next year. My mom actually wants to go there for her for her for a big birthday coming up. A nice. cruise, an Alaskan cruise. Amazing. So cool. yeah. well, In like the summer when it's like not terribly cold, I guess it's gorgeous. So. Alaska might be on the list. You'll sail off to Alaska. You know, complete, How fun. Complete my list of uh, 50 states. 
That's thank huge. You. Like it, imagine there's not a lot of people who can say that. So thank you to yeah. all the doors for yes. accomplishing that. Um, I want to talk a little bit about exactly. Broadway things. Um, so you and Jason said that you met each other yeah. at the shout out Highline Ballroom to our survival job. Um, so Broadway <laughs> yeah. things. Yeah, RIP, RIP, and that building is just sitting there with nothing. Right next to the Western. I was going to ask y'all if you knew what was going on there. Nothing. Yeah. It's been yeah. empty since January 2020. That's How sad. It's a great space. It really is. But it is. I know. It was dark in there. declining. It was definitely declining. Definitely. It just, spruce up. It just needs to spruce up. But she's yeah. <laughs> it's gorgeous. I love that it space. Is. It is a good space. It was home to yeah. me. You know? Yeah. So can you talk? Can you tell us a little bit about how you created? This was your idea. You created it. You produced it, mm -hmm. right? I'm not. Yeah. I'm not wrong about yes. that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So this, this is another like form of survival job, right? In a way. It start. It started. It became that. Actually, it didn't start that way. I didn't start it to say, I need something that I, you know, that can pay the bills. Um, I started it because I was. <clears throat> a little stifled creatively. Um, I was a standby in Godspell, um, the aforementioned Godspell revival. Uh, yeah. And it was Tony voting season. So it was the beginning of the year. Uh, we had been running about six months at this point. Um, and none of the leads were calling out because they wanted to be seen by the Tony voters, right. which is a big thing. I mean, not many people think about, you know, the ebbs and flows of when understudies go on, but that's a big one. Uh, that like two month period there because you want to be seen and it's a, it's a really important uh -huh. few months. Uh, so we weren't going on. None of us were going on. We were just kind of sitting backstage and twiddling our thumbs. Cause at that point we had, we knew the show. You know, so there wasn't any yeah. more you know, studying to be done, which takes up most of your time in the beginning. Uh, and I had met this amazing piano player at the duplex one night where he played Moving Too Fast for me from last five years down a step with no music, with like all the riffs intact. Okay. And I came to him afterward and I was like, who are you? We have to do something together. And he's like, yeah, I'm free. If you have an idea, just let me know. So Adele was yeah. huge at this time. This was 2011, the, the like the beginnings of 2000, sorry, beginnings of 2012. And uh, her, her second album, I think had just come out and we decided to just do uh, this show called Broadway Sings Adele because the, it made sense to call it that, I guess. Broadway, yeah. sing, <laughs> probably people sing Adele music. Um, with just a very small, maybe like seven piece band, my friends who like joined me, Morgan James and like um, Asmaret was in it and Matt Doyle was in it, Carrie Manalakis, just people I had met, you know, in those two years leading up to Godspell. And um, we did it at La Poisson Rouge for, you know, 200 people. Uh, and it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. And at that point, we weren't really changing up the arrangements too much. Every so often, we would be like, oh, maybe this could be have it like a gospel feel. But for the most part, we were doing, I guess, straight covers. It wasn't until the next show where we decided to do, um, you know, do it again with a different artist mm -hmm. that we were like, what happens if we, 
you know, since we're not Michael Jackson and no one wants to hear us sing Michael Jackson songs, maybe, <laughs> we, should, maybe we should try to expand the band and really change up the arrangements and the orchestrations so we're able to sing these songs and it's still interesting and no one's thinking of the fact that it's not Michael Jackson singing them. And right. that's sure. where the whole like new arrangement thing started. And I think it has been like the biggest blossom of the series in the past 10 years because we have really taken it to, I think, amazing heights in the way that we interpret a song, the lyrics to a song, how we um, how we take the singer and really ask their input about how they want to sing the song and we make it with them. They have just as much sway in uh, how the song is sung than th th than we do, um, which I really love about it. So uh, now we're at Sony Hall that has, you know, 500 capacity with a yes. 14 piece band, which includes three backup uh, backup singers and you know we're getting tony nominees and tony winners and uh just really awesome talent now uh and it's just kind of you know one amazing exploded yeah. yeah 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 so that kind of was uh that became my survival job i have i have referenced it as a survival job before because at times it was that you know at times i wasn't working at times I, I was in between jobs and I would think, okay, so we definitely need a Broadway sings concert in February because I will not be doing anything. I will not be in a show then and I will need money. <laughs> so, um, so that, that has become a survival job at some points, but what also is great about it is that I can do Broadway sings while I'm in a show as well. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm able to pay everyone involved from the very beginning. Um, I pay my band, I pay video, I pay sound, I pay a photographer, I pay all the performers and I have since the very beginning and the rate has gone up, honey. <laughs> you know what? That's so important for our listeners to hear that. Like you built this idea out of your, you know, your own frustrations creatively and look at what can happen. That's it. You know, so like anything that comes to you, just do it and see what's going to happen. Maybe you'll make a lot of money and maybe you won't, but maybe you'll be creatively fulfilled regardless. That is how I live my life. And I encourage everyone to do that as well. If, you're, if there's an idea that you're thinking of that you wonder if it could be a thing, you wonder if it could happen. It's it. And especially if you live in New York, like there are so many people here who can help you fulfill that vision and venues and you know performers who can perform your stuff and i just ask that you 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 pay you pay people <laughs> you you try you yeah. try you can if you have that if you have that extra even just like a starbucks gift card you know Something. to begin with you know that very first concert i didn't have really the budget to pay people so that that very first one i went to a giant like warehouse liquor store and I got three little um, nips. Are they called nips? Yeah, yeah the little yeah <laughs> of yes. of alcohol. And I, I I I gave three of them to everyone. It was like a little gray goose one, a little um, oh you fancy own one, and a little uh, uh, maker's mark. 
That's sweet. Have you ever seen the little Maker's Mark nips? Is it cute? They're and so it still cute. has the red on They're the bottle. So it still yeah. has the red. You know, it was like, you know, it was 50 cents more for the for the top shelf. So yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just get it. And, you know, just go that extra mile if you can. You know, people feel appreciated that way. And I love that you said, yes, go ahead. Yeah, no, but then we were getting to people who, you know, they were like, I don't drink or like, oh, I don't like whiskey. I don't like dark yeah. liquor. And then I was like, okay, I got it. They could regift it. They could regift it. I know. But then I was like, I think people just want straight up cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cash yeah, money. Listen, I would say <laughs> Gladly. Yeah. I know. Gladly. Well, now you're also in one of the most uh, anticipated shows of the season that's already sold out we found out can't from our boy yeah you can't get a ticket y'all you better go in the standby line but we I because know. we had um evan alexander on our last episode and, and uh primarily rule along so we wanted to know give us all the tea from your perspective how's rehearsals going what are you most excited about give us everything well when was evan on literally last, last week, week. <laughs> last <laughs> monday um yeah. Yeah, so at that point, we had run all of Act 1. And at this point, we ran the whole show yesterday. Wow. So in two weeks, we staged the entire show. And honestly, it's in really good shape. Like, if if Tech was able to, you know, get their sh together in 24 <laughs> hours, which is literally impossible, and that would never happen, we could yeah. probably open this week. Honestly, Whoa. it's like, it's in really good shape. Everyone is, like, fully off book after two weeks, which is amazing. amazing. Um, and we have so much time now to, to like fine -tune. just fine tune. It's really an exciting place to be. And I don't think I've ever been at a place in a rehearsal process where we were so ahead of the game. Um, Cause we still have two weeks of rehearsal left, right. like not even tech. We, we have two weeks of rehearsal left to just That's to fine tune and yeah, like get these characters down and figure out, you know, how much time we have for quick changes so that by the time you know we start tech in two weeks we're like we're we're ready to go you know knock on wood um yeah but who knows you know it, it's the cast is incredible the cast is incredible and we, we there are tears every day not just on stage but off stage i mean we staged uh our time which is the last song of the show um, and you know, if you don't know the show, it's told in reverse chronological order. So, you know, the first scene starts in, you know, the eighties and the last scene ends in the fifties when these three just tender green artists are starting off and meeting on a rooftop in Manhattan. And then they sing the song called our time. But after the entire show and you see where they get to, it's just so poignant to stage that last because um, it's just a really beautiful moment. So when we finished staging that, you looked around and there was not a dry eye in the rehearsal room. It was really a beautiful thing and something I'll never forget. Something I'll never forget. It's going to be really beautiful. I'm really excited about it. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Crystal, shout out to Crystal Joy Brown. She was our season two opener. Um, uh, and she's a good friend of mine. And I was like, Crystal, I gotta go. I gotta get in there. She was like, you can come to opening night. I was like, don't <laughs> tell me that if you don't mean it. Cause I need to get <laughs> wow. in there. Wow. 
she's so, so good in it too she's that is a that is a tricky role and she is navigating it with grace and and just wow. beauty and she's just really good she's really good and everyone is Beauty. Yeah. 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 Well, congratulations to be a part of something so amazing. I know it's like Thank the you. talk of the town and I can't wait to hey, see what's going It wasn't happen. easy. It wasn't easy. I auditioned for this in January. Oh, wow. can, you can you talk a little bit about the audition process? Yeah. So I sent in a tape um, after thinking I like wouldn't get a audition request for it just because I've never done a Sondheim show and I'm not what people think of when they think of Sondheim, I guess. I don't know why mm. I had to kind of, I wasn't expecting it is what I'm saying. And um, yeah, I sent a tape and then they brought me in uh, like maybe two months later. It was a long time because I remember getting the call back being like, what the hell? Like, oh I, it was so long ago. I thought it was yeah. past by now. And now they're just starting to call people back. It was kind of like, it's kind of crazy. Um, so to call back. And then I went in for a final callback that was also a dance call. Wow. Um, but, you know, there were months in between all of those. So it was a lot of waiting, a lot of, you know, you're not going any further. And then, okay, wait, you are. So come do this. And, you know, a lot of that stuff. And then from my final callback until finding out that I got the job was another two months. Wow. Yeah. So it was, it was a really long process of a lot of... Um, you know, and when you have a big job like this that's at stake and on the line, it it, it can really make you a crazy person. I you can know? imagine. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just like I just want to know. Like it's fine if I'm not in it. I just I just want to know. It's one. It was one of those. And it's like um, you think every day is gonna be the day you find out, and then it's just like two months. Exactly. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I, I'll never forget. I was at Broadway sings Taylor Swift, uh, at at you know sound check for that which is a crazy day. If you're ever at Sony Hall for a Broadway sing sound check, it is rapid fire. It's like 15 minutes per song. The band has never played this stuff before or seen it before. And the performers have never heard their arrangement with the full band until they get there. And they only have 15 minutes because to get through 15 people in that amount of time, it has to be like rapid fire. Yeah. Um, so it's very stressful. It's a crazy day. You know, we're on our, you know, 15 minute break, which we, which, which we get in the middle of the day. And my agent called then. So I was able to know that I was doing that show all through that night, which was a blast of a Amazing. night. With, you know, a lot of my close friends singing and in attendance. And it was just really a great day. So that much to so celebrate. Great. A New York day. Yeah. A New York day. Oh, I love New York that. Day. We love New York day. <laughs> so sure. you, you've given so much great advice already um, through this interview, but I was just wondering if you could give any of our listeners advice for, for maybe young actors, young producers, uh, any sort of artist who wants a career in the arts and theater. What, what advice would you have to give them? Yeah, I think it would be to, um, to get yourself out there. I think that's a phrase that you might hear a lot, but it packs a lot of meaning, that phrase, get yourself out there. Like, what does get yourself out there mean? If you're an actor, it could just mean like going to a party, like going to a party where you might meet someone who can further your career, who can 
point you in the direction of someone who can further your career. You know, it's not like you're going to go to a party and you're going to be cast in a show. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but but somebody there could could help. Um, totally. And I think don't turn down an opportunity to get yourself out there. And if you're not given any opportunities to get yourself out there, create your own. Facts. Yeah. Create your own. That. Make yeah. Your own. Make your own. I mean, you can. I mean, you could have just sat around backstage not doing anything when you were like, you know, being a standby. You I created know. something that's like massive. Yeah. Five hundred people yourself. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. And my last piece of advice would be: come see Broadway sings Mariah Carey <laughs> at uh, Sony <laughs> Hall, December fifth. Yeah, um, all of her. It's in her entire holiday album. Oh my plus God, is it? First one or the yes, second her, one? Her entire first holiday album, plus a few songs from the second and a few surprise songs you heard at first here on Survival Dogs, dogs. <laughs> uh, from, her, from her actual, um, you know, non-Christmas collection. Nice. One of her yeah. 21 hits or whatever she has. 21 yeah. number ones. <laughs> so full orchestra. And all of those Christmas songs are the original arrangements. So we're kind of drifting from the Broadway sings tradition of really switching up the arrangements because nobody wants to hear, you know, uh, silent night in any way other than how she did that on that album. It is iconic. Yeah. She is the moment now. Come on now. It's her season. It's after, I mean, it's, it's Halloween today, but you know, what yeah. do they say? We got defroster out and it's like Christmas time. It's like she's the queen of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm really excited. And you know, of people yet? Yeah, yeah. We have um Samantha Polly from Six, who's Fun. incredible. Uh Carrie Fuller, also from Six. Uh Angela Burchett, who's amazing. Alicia Delarue from Hamilton, Naya from Hamilton, uh Tony Nominee now from Girl from the North Country, uh Jeanette Bayardell. Uh, Aisha Jackson, of course, a Broadway Sings favorite. Uh, Alexa yeah. Green, Amber Ardolino from uh, Funny Girl and Moulin Rouge. Tamika Lawrence, who is a force. We and love Tamika. Favorite voices in the city. She's Have singing All I Want for Christmas is You. You heard it here first again. Um, Lindsay Joan from The Voice, who that voice is crazy. Alyssa Ray, um, Castrada, an amazing. Uh, Mariah Carey drag impersonator is singing. Amazing. He's going to kill it. Um, it's good peeps. And it's going to be a blast. It's going to be just dumb and yeah. just really fun. Full band. Are yeah. tickets on sale already? Oh, yeah. Tickets are on Without sale. The and they're, or... they're like half sold out. So that's Ooh. exciting. Get the tickets. Get the tickets, yes. people. Get the tickets. Don't right. wait till Christmas. I think a lot of people are going to wait till December to, to book their you know, holiday adventures, but I think in this case, too late because it's gonna be sold out. Yeah, go with <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. Well, we're gonna have one more question for you, okay. and I don't know if Samantha told you, but we end every episode for really fun uh, game. If you're down for that, mm -hmm. I literally to forget to tell time. everyone. <laughs> it's all right. Never it's a game. I love a game. <laughs> we won't take up too much of your time. We know it's your only day off, so we thank you for spending it with us today, at least part of it with us today. Of course. Um, but I always like to ask this question just because I'm always inspired by like, I, I have a, I have a nine to five job where it's very like research heavy, but I like to have something that really keeps me inspired on the background or after work, I like to read something or just like turn my mind off and watch something. So is there anything that you're like, 
really feeding your soul right now artistically besides work? Um, I do the New York Times crossword puzzle every day. So I think that's that mind me. sharp. <laughs> yeah, he's my mind sharp. Um, it's that like, you know, five to 45 minutes where I can just concentrate on something that isn't what I do. You know, I love the New York yeah. Times. I will do it till I die. I, I truly think I will. Somebody like one of the older actors in um, Kinky Boots, the guy who played Mr. Price, Steven Berger. He's in uh, Little Shot now, I think. Uh, he uh, he introduced it to me and I sucked at it. And I tried to do the Monday, which is the easiest. And I couldn't get through it. And now I do the Monday in like five minutes. Yes. I know. It's just Amazing. something that, I, and I never thought I would be good at it. It's something that I never thought I would be good at because I don't know. You think of a crossword puzzle and you think, well, if I don't know the answers, then I don't know the answers, but there right. are tricks. There are hints. There are, there are really cool kind of ways to, to, to get accustomed to it and to really nail it. Um, I love, love Handmaid's that. Tale too. I love Drag Race. I love Game of Thrones, um, House of Dragons now. <laughs> um, yeah, and I listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't really listen to music. I listen like Same. really only to podcasts, even at the gym. I love Lost Culture. Yeah. I love um I love the daily. I love keep it. Um yeah. And now you have to add survival jobs a podcast to your yes. gym podcast coming <laughs> up. No, are you on Spotify? Oh, anywhere you can find a podcast. Of course. Amazing. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm a Spotify guy, so Same. I will. I will start. I'll go through <laughs> yeah. and maybe some friends listen. Yeah, to their, Tamika Lawrence yeah. is one of our past guests. Yes. Okay. Sure, awesome. Yeah. So, so we're you know we're Crystal, making our we're yeah. making our Broadway rounds. You know what I'm saying? Love y'all. Congratulations. Really, you are the best. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. I feel like I've been smiling the whole time. This was a great, great, great conversation. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course. Of course. And thank you for, for, you know, thinking outside the box and like, maybe you haven't bartended, but like these other jobs, I think it like, you know, we're getting, we're, we're getting like so many different kinds of listeners. And I think it's so important to hear the range of jobs you can have that is a survival job. Like totally. you can play music at, what's it called on the Upper East Side? Little Maestros, honey. Little Maestros <laughs> and, and make money. You don't have to be slinging margaritas all night. I Nothing know, wrong with that. Yeah. Especially in New York. Also, you know, getting piano lessons. If, you, if you're a kid listening to this, wanting to move to New York, get in piano lessons and stick with it because that can pay the bills. A hundred percent. Also, if you're a kid listening to this, do not Google what two girls in cup is. <laughs> <laughs> yes. True. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Jason, cool. you want to talk about the game since it was born from your brain? Yeah. So I, I figured we'd tie it into our, our Broadway Sings uh, love here. And we're going to play a game of uh, a trivia game called Pop Stars Who've Been on Broadway. Love. As a way to tie that in. So we have five questions and a bonus for you. Some are multiple choice, some aren't. But okay. um, yeah, nope, no pressure, no pressure. But put your competitive panties on and let's panties. do this. <laughs> they been on all day. They don't come off. <laughs> They're just the on one? all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you want the first one, Sam? Yeah, I'll take it. Okay, are you ready? Ready. This singer made her Broadway debut in the Broadway musical 13 when she was just 15. Ariana Grande. Oh. 
Ding, ding, ding. There Done. you go. Ding. <laughs> I should this... probably wait till you finish the question. No, 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 no. even better. <laughs> if you know it, shout it. Okay. <laughs> you know it, shout it. Um, this in sync singer hit the stage as Corny Collins in Hairspray in 2007. Who is this pop star? Okay. I can give you a multiple choice if you need. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't think that's gonna help. I know them. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Give me. A, give me a multiple choice. Uh, JC Chazé. Right. B. Lance Bass. C. Joey Fatone. Or D. Chris Kirkpatrick. C. Joey. No. A. I'm sorry. It was Lance. It was Lance. Lance was on Broadway. <laughs> Wait, what year? I always get nervous when when people are like, wait, is that true? Because we find this from like Google articles. I'm like, yeah, according to people.com. Here, I'm finding it right wow. now. 2006, <laughs> what does it say, Jay? Yeah, that would make sense, 2006. Yeah. Lance yeah. Bass played Corny Collins. He sure did. <laughs> That's amazing. I had just yeah. seen the show then too, so I probably just missed him. Or maybe I saw him in it. You know what? <laughs> Sometimes I, I like read old playbills. I'm like, oh my god, I saw that person. Yeah, right. I saw I hairspray like five times. My... It's my you favorite. Did? Wow. You love, love hairspray, it. Jay? I love hairspray. I do. It's my favorite. Oh, I love that. Okay, here's the next question. Okay. This American Idol finalist made his Broadway debut in Spam a lot in January of 2008. Clay. It's Clay Aiken. Oh. Yes. Yeah. You making that ding. big comeback? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna get the other two right. And the bonus, and then it's like you never even got one wrong. Correct. <laughs> Perfect. This nineties, this nineties R and B pop diva made her Broadway debut as Belle in the musical Beauty and the Beast back in 1998. A. Vanessa Williams. B. Tony Braxton. C. Michelle Williams of Destiny's Child. Or D. The Queen of Christmas, Mariah Carey. B. B or D. B. Oh, B. Yep. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would love to see Mariah Carey as Belle. Um, same. Can you imagine? Maybe you can add that into Broadway Sings. <laughs> singing Home. Love. I'm that so dead. Great idea. I think, I think my idea is a great idea. <laughs> you would need someone to like ex escort her like around. You know, Correct. she always has like a nice little like Correct. hot dancer okay. bringing her around the stairs. A little gay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> a little gay. Okay. Mariah is so iconic. <laughs> she is iconic. Number five and then a bonus. Okay. What Jonas brother Nick. has been great? <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Name is. Yeah, a couple yeah. of, I, there's a bunch, but Les Mis is definitely <laughs> on the list. Amazing. How to Succeed, Annie Get yes. Your Gun, Beauty and the Beast, and Les Mis. Wow. Yes, Nick. Iconic. Nick? You working. He goes, um, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> your, your boy, Nick. All right, the bonus. Which of these pop divas has never been on Broadway? A, Vanessa Williams, B, Barbara Streisand, C, Whitney Houston, or D, Brandy? Oh man, it's between C and D for sure. Mm. <laughs> I don't think there's a way that Whitney was on Broadway. And I, and Brandy was in freaking uh, Chicago and she did this fabulous riff. 
She did. Yes, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. At, I saw uh, her. I saw uh, her. Probably in Bryant Park. Yep. Yes, it's iconic. Uh, it's C, Whitney Houston. Correct. Ding, ding, yeah. ding. Yes. So you basically got 100. Congratulations. And also, I want to give you double points, Jason. I don't know if you agree. For all of the times the question wasn't even finished and you got it correct. So I think that makes up for the one I got wrong. You basically yeah. got nothing wrong. A plus. Congratulations. <laughs> you nailed the Survival Jobs podcast game. You won an invite to our season three premiere party whenever that will be. Yes. <laughs> I accept. I accept. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This was so much fun. Thank you again. I think we've been like, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you this whole time. Yeah. Um, can you can you let our listeners know where they can find you on social media to keep up with everything you're doing, all the Broadway sings, all the gigs, all the fun? Yeah, just Corey Mock uh, on Instagram or uh, Broadway underscore sings on Instagram. I mean, by easy. the way, that's easy enough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I love that. Yes, and if you're, follow. yeah, we have to follow. I think I do. I'm not sure. <laughs> and if uh, if you're tuning in for the first time because you're a Corey fan, make sure you follow us at Survival Jobs Pod on Instagram and Twitter, on Facebook at Survival Jobs a Podcast. Send us an email. Let us know who you want on Survival Jobs Pod at gmail.com. Follow my boy Jason at Jason A Coombs. And you can follow me at Sammy Toots. Bye, everyone. Corey, break legs. Thank you, Corey. Break legs and merrily. And you're basically an icon. Thanks, y'all. Rolling along, (laughs) y'all. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.